All right, Martin, you're coming off a big 4-3 uh, victory last night against Cumberland, and it was a must-needed victory after Cumberland took the first home and home. What did you think of last night's game? thought we played well. Uh, <clears throat> again, not a perfect uh, perfect game, but you know, we did a lot of good things, and obviously every time we play Cumberland, they're close games. So, uh, you know, uh, they're a very physical team. They play in a small rink, so we knew it wasn't going to be easy. But uh, up 2 nothing, game was tied 2-2, and... I thought we, we did a good job. We showed character, and we, we took the lead again, uh, made it 4-2, and ended up uh, winning 4-3, which, again, big two points for us because our you know our goal right now is to finish second overall, and obviously we're two points behind Cornwall with the game in hand, so another big game for us tonight. Did you feel that maybe the last minute or the last four or five minutes in the third period played a huge factor in you guys getting that big win? Yeah, obviously they got that power play late in, in the third, and didn't generate much and then we got that power play with two minutes left and uh, no but I, I, I look at the six shots they got in the third period last night and I think it's the fact that we have a we have a lot of depth um, and we were able to use our four lines all night our fourth line scored two goals uh, their fourth line was minus two and I think that's the big difference do they have guys or you know superstar players that we don't have maybe you know I look at a Grant Ibai or Zach Saloon we don't have that type of player but I think with our, with our depth, we can have success against a team like that. Do you feel that maybe one of the biggest successes of this team has been just getting all four lines going and, and having everybody contribute at, at certain times during the game? Yeah, I think when you have four equal lines, the good thing is if someone has a night off, you can rely on two or three other lines. And you know, when, it, when we have three of our four lines rolling, uh, you know, we're a very tough team to beat. We... Uh, we rarely lose by more than a goal or two goals. All the games we play are close, even if you know when we win. But I think that's the type of team we are. A lot of speed. We grind it out. Uh, you know, we're not overly big, but I think we do have team toughness, and it showed last night, and that's why we were successful. In another recent Im- interview, I believe it was with the uh, the, broad, uh, the Brockville uh, broadcaster. It was an interview posted on on the on the Twitter page, and you talked about how you're very happy with the way that the defense of the defense of this team has played because you haven't had any of your veterans. How happy are, are you with uh, the amount of play that you've gotten from your, your younger defensemen? Well, obviously, when you lose your captain for four months, it, you know, it hurts your team, and not only on the ice, but I think in the dressing room. Jeff Lawson, I think, is, is a great captain. So, And then Cameron White being injured twice and obviously losing guys here and there. Bryce Biller early on in the season. Uh, you know, obviously, Merrick Crippen is, you know, has improved so much in the, you know, since the first game of the season, I look at Thomas Stevenson, who I thought struggled to, to keep up in the first game at the showcase, and now is a, you know, probably could be a top four anywhere in the league right now. Uh, Craig McCabe, you know, physical uh, defenseman, the addition of Justin Brennan, uh, Devon Daniels also that we got at the trade de- deadline on uh, on December 1st. So, no, we're really happy with the group we have right now. It's a young group, and they make mental mistakes once in a while. But you know what? I think all the experience they're gaining right now will help them become better defensemen for us come playoff time, even if you know guys like Lawson and, and White hopefully will be back. Martin, how nice was it to get another goaltender that you can count on every night other than Ian Andriano and getting Nicholas Campbell? Well, I think that's what you know we were looking for for the last two years. And you know, Nick is a local kid. Uh, I knew him... Uh, back when I was his high school teacher so um, no uh, it, it was a good acquisition for us and you know Nick's going to start tonight against Kemville which is a very good team in our league so we want to give him tougher matchup to see you know uh, how he, he plays against those teams because obviously next year the number one job will be you know 
up for grabs and and yeah. Nick right now you know, will get a shot to uh, to be that number one guy with Ian Andriano gone so no we uh, we feel just as comfortable with Nick and Nets as you know, Ian and I think the guys in the dressing room mentioned that too so I think it helps a lot just as a psychic and, and to be prepared for that for the game Finally, Martin, you mentioned that this Kempville team is not easy. It's a tough opponent. How do you play against them? How do you stop them? How do you score against them? Well, uh, obviously their back end is, you know, very average, and now they lost uh, Quinn Wickers, I believe, for six to eight weeks with uh, a thumb injury. Uh, but at the same time, we're missing three defensemen, so I, I don't think there's an excuse for, for either teams. But I know we're going to try and use our speed to beat those defensemen wide on the back end. Uh, up front, we understand that they have a very good top six. They have a good energy line. Uh, so we have to make sure that these guys are not getting prime scoring chances. When you think about Kempville, you think about uh, Tugnut, you think about Gadette, uh, you think about Bobby Dow, uh, Rao. You know, they have four really, really good players that could be first-line guys anywhere else in the league. And these are the guys that we need to pay attention to. And that's that's been the key for us when we played Kemville this year. And I think that's why we had success against them. But... Uh, I know they're coming here tonight and they want to finish in the top five, so it's it's not going to be easy. Hey, thanks a lot. Thank you. Joined here with uh, forward Jaron Burke of the Ottawa Junior Senators. And Jaron, it was an excellent performance uh, for you guys last night to hold on to the victory against the, the Cumberland grads. A must-needed win after they won the first matchup in a home-and-home. Home. Uh, what was the key to the success last night and what did you guys work on in order to beat that Cumberland team that had your number in the first game? Yeah, home-and-homes are definitely, uh, they create some animosity, but you know, we just came out a lot harder on Friday, played more of a complete game, uh, you know, got a couple of pucks past the goalie early, and I think that helped make a difference. What do you think was the, the main game changer in that game? Of course, the second period was uh, back and forth. They were able to score two, and then the third period you played excellent defense. If you can pinpoint one moment in the game that was a huge game changer, what would it be? Yeah, the go-ahead goal by Luke McCall was probably a big game changer for us. We played a lot more physical as well, and that uh, that helped. You know, we weren't pushed around as much as we were on Wednesday, and... I think that helped make a difference. Martin said that this Kempville team that you're playing tonight is tough. They know how to play against you guys. You guys know how to play against them. But just from your perspective, as a guy that plays a two-way hockey game, how do you stop this team? How do you, how do you play against the Kempville 73s? You know, special teams are pretty important. They're a pretty high-octane offense over there. So uh, winning the special teams battle is going to be huge. And I think just getting on their goalie early, you know, he's got good numbers, but we feel we've had his number this year. So if we can do that, that'll be huge. Jaron, as, as just from uh, from a forward, you look back at this defensive squad, it's been banged up all season, but guys like Merrick Rippon, Thomas Stevenson, Daniels, and even Brennan when he just came onto the scene, they've really stepped it up being young uh, young defensemen. What are your thoughts on just uh, the defensive core in general and how they have really stepped up to the to the test this year? Yeah, I mean, just as the season's gone along, they've you can see the improvement. I mean, like, again, like guys like Rippon, uh, guys like Tommy, De Devon, you know, and Without, with our top defensemen or our older defensemen out, they've had to take a bigger role. So uh, as long as you know, like we have confidence in those guys and we can play in any situation, and it's definitely uh, it's been a big part of our team success this year. Now, Jaron, you're obviously uh, have had an excellent season this year, better than last season, better than the year before. When you look back back at your first year with Brockville, going to, to Gloucester and now to the Junior Senators team, What's been the main difference from your first season to now, and what have you worked on in those past few years? A big thing for me was definitely my skating. Yeah. Uh, I put a lot of time and effort into that. Uh, but, uh, I mean, as you get comfortable in the league, you get more confident, and, you know, you feel like you have more time to make plays when, uh, like, as 
your time to lead progresses, right? So, you know, and then the coaching staff here in Ottawa has been great with me. They've definitely given me uh, a more expanded role, so that's been great as well. Just tell us about this season. What's been the main difference in your game playing this season? You're almost at the 30-goal plateau. Uh, you've been able to, to score some pretty big goals for this junior Senators team. What's been the name, main difference for you, and how do you feel going into the playoffs? Uh, shooting the puck more. That's definitely something I want to focus on this year. Uh, you know, And then hitting the net as well. That's been a, a bit of a problem <laughs> for me in the past. But, again, confidence is huge, too. When you're a 20-year-old, you feel like you can almost get away with a little bit more. So, uh, that as well and going into the playoffs you know the experience from last year is definitely going to play a big role uh in what we've got to do for this year so we know what's expected of us and uh everything we're ready for it and jaron just before i let you go are you going to be watching out to the, for this top six team or sorry to, the top six forwards of this uh this um, kempville 73s team and especially a guy like Rao or a bobby dow out there yeah, I mean, we know what their offense can bring. So, again, we're going to be responsible defensively. But I don't think it changes our game too much. We just have to be aware of their top guys. Hey, Jaron, thanks a lot for the time. Yeah, awesome. We are ready to go here at the Jim Durrell Arena. Scott Loney, your referee, along with Pat Smith, the linesman Scott Garrett and Scott Wilson. And... Uh, one thing we were talking about earlier, we are talking about the uh, strength of the Kempville team, but one of the strengths of the Ottawa Junior Senators has to be their defense. You look, they have 140 goals against in 56 games. The only team that's better than that is Carlton Place, and, and they're the top of the league. Well, you're absolutely right about that, Howie. These teams, the Carlton Place Canadians and Ottawa Junior Senators have been battling all season long. It's going to be interesting to see exactly who gets that top spot. It looks like it's either going to be Cornwall in second place between the Junior Senators. It's going to go right down to the wire in the playoffs. And, of course, you have to talk about what Martin Dagenet said in the, uh, the the pregame show with our interview. He said that he's very happy with the way that this young defensive core has played in this season. Bunch of players against the boards. Now Kempville has it. That's Adam Alavai. Plays back to the point. Now played back in. Alavai with it again. Over here to Hunter. Hunter takes a shot. Good save. Pucks in behind the Ottawa goal. It's in the net and there's a goal. A strange one came from a, tried to be a centering pass, but it hit something and went into the net. Yeah, Howie. One nothing, Kempville. Yeah, Howie. Looks like a pretty bad bounce for Nicholas uh, uh, Campbell. And you know what? Ever since I came onto the scene with the Ottawa Junior Senators, ever since Nick Campbell was acquired at the deadline by Martin Dagenet, the general manager, head coach, and owner. Uh, he's had a little bit of struggles with kind of those tough goals around the creeks. Of course, he, he doesn't play every night. He's not the starting goaltender. And when you need those reps if you want to stay hot in the crease as the, for the goaltender, Nicholas Campbell. That puck was just sitting in front of the crease. The, the captain, Rao, jammed away at it. He ended up putting it in the back of the net. Simpson has it. Backhand shot, save, goal! There's a shot and a goal. It's Darcy Walsh with the goal. It's 1-1 now, and the, the shots and the goals are coming fast and furious. And Howie, that was a shot that ricocheted off the left pad of the goaltender, Nicholas Hodgins. I always believed that was his 
his second shot that he faced to the hockey game, if not his first, Howie, uh, I would have to double check that, but it went right off the pad. Sometimes it's it's better to try to get a ricochet off the, the left or right pad and then get a quick shot in front rather than um, trying to pass that pa uh, the puck across and it getting through the stick because you know where you're going to want to shoot that puck low on the pad. That's exactly where he did, right to the low slot, in to the front of the net. Darcy Walsh was waiting for it. That's his second goal in the last two nights for Darcy Walsh. And just like that, it's a 1-1 score with 17.40 to go in this first period. Almost like a pass off the pads. And face-off down in the Ottawa zone to the right of Nick Campbell. Campbell now over the Ottawa line. Godet centers it. Shot scores! Alex Rao with the goal on the setup, the good setup, came in unchecked and knocked it in past Nicholas Campbell. Beautiful play, streaking down the left wing, an excellent centering pass by the Kempville 73s to get it to the stick of Rao. He's on fire tonight, and it seems like Howie, he is in the right place at the right time. There's now 11.20 to go in this first period, and it's a goal bonanza here at the Jim Durrell Complex in uh, South Ottawa, folks. And I mean, this is definitely a game that you're going to want to stay tuned into because it's a now a 2-1 to lead for the Kempville 73s over the Junior Senators on CKDJ 107.9 and also live streaming on My Hockey TV. Now, Kempville regrouping. Bastison loses the puck to the Senators. Here's Blacksmith with a shot. He scores! Kevin Blacksmith intercepted on Aaron Pass and right away, boom, puts it into the net. It's 2-2. What a goal by Shawedin Blacksmith. He gets it the right side of the slot, fires it past the glove of Hodgins, and he saw the puck. It's not like there was a screen, Howie. That's a, the kind of shot that this kind of player has. There was a reason why he was in the QMJHL, and I'm telling you, he's going to have success at the Junior A level, that's for sure. Here come the 73s. Pass here to Osik on the on this near side. Puck is checked and up in the air. Cross has it for Ottawa. He'll dump it in. He takes a hit from Osik, and that play now, Hodgins doing some stick handling. Oh, there's a shot to see. Whoa. Hodgins will be kicking himself for that one. He misplayed that puck. And it led to an Ottawa Senators goal. Wow. That first, so it was Nicholas Hodgins, left side behind his net, plays the puck, trying to find it up the near side boards. Jaron Burke was waiting for it. He took a quick slapper, and you have got to be kidding me. The first shot went off the post, ricocheted off the post. Hodgins was trying to go back into his net, and it was a wide open cage for the junior senator, Zachary Cross, and they take a three to two lead, and that's a break that the junior senators needed with just under 12 minutes to go. You are absolutely right, Dante. Kirkby plays it off the boards, picked up by Tugnut. Tugnut gets it back to the point for Alibi. Alibi down to, along the boards for Tugnut. Tugnut up to the point, controlling still, pushes it in. Puck rolls in slowly, and then it was a goal. Was it knocked in by a high stick, or is it a goal? It's being called a goal on the ice. It's a goal. It hit Campbell, jumped up in the air, and it was knocked in by a high stick. I couldn't tell who it was. Was it Kirkby that knocked that in? It looks like getting the goal for the Kempville 73s is going to be Tyson Kirkby. Way, battled by York. Cross has it for Ottawa, gets it over to Burke. Burke. 
Gets it over the Kempville line. Has a man. Rippin, oh, scores! Merrick Rippin! Puck was coming toward Hodgins. Rippin banged it through the legs, and it's 4-3 Ottawa, Dante. I'm going to let that calm down a little bit. It's getting pretty <laughs> loud here at the Jim Durrell Arena. It, it's now a 4-3 lead for the Ottawa Junior Senators. 7.23 to go in the second period over the Kempville 73s. It was started off with a great play by Jaron Burke, who led the rush over the line. He sent the puck in front and missed the stick. If I believe McCaw, who was going to, or sorry, Cross, who was going towards the net. And then right on the doorstep, Merrick Rippin at 16 years old, great hockey IQ to jump into the rush and put a quick backhander on that. Hodgins didn't expect the shot to come in. He thought he was going to go to cross. And all of a sudden, Merrick Rippin come, comes out of the complete dark and just throws a quick tip in on front with the backhand. And the junior sends take it 4-3 to three lead with 7.07 to go in the second period. And not only that, Dante, but there's an interference call now, I believe, to Jaguar of Kempville. And that's not something you want to do for the Kempville 73s with just seven minutes and change to go. In the second period, the ninth best power play in the league is going to go to work now. There's a shot to score! Puck centered, it looked like Alexia got that one for Ottawa. It's 5-3. Well, Howie, I said it. <laughs> Before the power play started, I quoted Martin Dagenet, I quoted Jaron Burke, and there's going to be a goaltending switch here. It looks like Hodgins, he's played a pretty good game, he's going to come out, and Peter Brooks is there. It is Peter Brooks is going to be into the hockey game. I said it before this power play. I said it before this power play, now I can talk. I said it before this power play, Howie. This was going to be key. Special teams was going to be key because that's what Martin Dagenet said, and that's what uh, one of the uh, the best players in the league, Jaron Burke, said. It was going to come down to special teams, and I said right before the junior Senators could spell the fate. Empty net for Kempville. Six attackers. 5-3, the junior Senators lead. Puck is in the Ottawa zone. Kirkby has it, centers it. Puck comes out, hits a foot, and now it goes into the corner. Junior Senators get it out. And they win this hockey game, Dante DeCaria, 5-3 against the Kempville 73s. An exciting game, a great result for the Ottawa Junior Senators to solidify their spot in the uh, postseason.